Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So you know the feeling. Can you guys hear me? Awesome, okay. Just making sure. You walk into a pizza shop. You're ecstatic. How could you not be ecstatic? It's pizza. Even my six-year-old boy recently said, Dad, if someone doesn't like pizza, you can't trust them. <laughs> and normally, I'm just as ecstatic about going to get pizza. But on this one late spring day in 2015, me and my really close friend Christian walked into Atomic Pizza in Northeast Portland. Very good place, by the way. And there was this weird tension between us, a tension that didn't really exist ever between me and Christian. And the reason that tension was there was because prior to this pizza excursion, I had come out of the closet as gay. And I did it on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook asked, what's on your mind? <laughs> and I said, I'm gay. <laughs> Christian doesn't like social media. And I heard from his really close friend, Matt, that, you know, you got some good feedback on that announcement, but you're really close to Christian, you probably should meet up with him and kind of explain. So we're walking into this place, we walk in, and the young man behind the counter sees us, and he looks stressed out. There's a lot of kids there for a birthday party. They've taken the place over. And the young man, I guess, could just tell there was like this tension between me and my friend, or just we just didn't look ourselves. And this was like late spring. So he says, you know, there's a patio on the outside. I can open up. Um, the patio for you. I can pull out the chairs and dust off the umbrella. You guys can sit out there. It's a little loud in here. So we say, okay, that sounds good. So we go outside and sit down. So quick backstory on how I met Christian. We met in the most peculiar way. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, and I wrote a really shitty script. <laughs> and I held auditions in Beaverton. And Christian was the only actor that showed up. <laughs> he got the part. <laughs> and cut to five years later, he is my son's godfather and one of my close friends. So we're sitting down, get our pizza, get our beers, shooting the shit a little bit. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry that you found out about this on Facebook. We've been through a lot together, I apologize. He's like, it's all good, it's all good. I just, why didn't you just tell me in person? You know, we've been through a lot together. You know, I was there for Eli when he was almost born early. I was there for your divorce. You've been there for all, with all my stuff. You were at my wedding. It would have just been nice if you told me in person. But I love you no matter what. What worries me is the shit you might get from other people, but fuck them and we're gonna keep doing what we've been doing. We're gonna take Eli to basketball games and hang out with my daughter Natalia and go bowling. 
double dating is going to be different. <laughs> we can go to Sassy's and Silverado's. <laughs> and that amount of peace was overwhelming. It was a perfect night. I felt that so much peace and so much love, and I felt safe. Then he brings up that he's starting to go to flight school, and I bring up that I'm trying to get promoted at the startup I was working at, and also trying to write better scripts. <laughs> so he's like, let's just keep in touch, you know, over the summer. Um, he had moved back to town, close to where I was living. We'll keep tabbing each other, we'll hang out with the kids, and so we did that. Time goes by, I got promoted at the startup I was working at. He started flight school. Uh, he sent me the picture of him uh, next to the helicopter when he took his first solo flight. Everything was great. Then, on July 1st, 2015, I get a text message at 3 a.m. from my friend Eris. He's like, you need to call immediately. So I called him, and Eris is a six foot two, 180 pound man, and he couldn't barely talk on the phone. And he said, Christian's first night flight was tonight. Did not go well. The helicopter crashed. He didn't make it. And his instructor didn't make it. So I need you to call Matt. I need you to call a couple of other people. I'm going to go out to the site with his wife, Claire, so she's not alone. So I hung up the phone. It was 3.30 in the morning. and just laid in bed, just laid in bed, complete shock. And I knew that the watering hole that we always hung out at was opening up at 6 a.m., uh, the Nighthawk Lounge. And before I made any phone calls, I walked over to the Nighthawk Lounge, I sat down, ordered my favorite breakfast, I was able to eat, have some coffee. And it was almost like a future version of myself was speaking to my mind, saying this is going to be the last normal moment in your life for a while. And it, and it was. First person I called was my ex-wife, Sarah. And we got together with my daughter and Eli and told them the news. The first thing Eli says about his godfather is I'll still love him to the moon and back. And I wish, I wish I could tell you that I handled that shit well, but oof, man, that was not a very good time for me. My friends will tell you. Um, all that grief, it was like a bully. Grief is like a bully. It shows up whenever it wants. You don't want anything to do with it. And I was spiraling. My coworkers were worried about me. My friends were worried about me. My ex-wife just wasn't myself. And a good friend of mine told me once, people can keep throwing you lifelines. They can throw you all the lifelines that you want but it's up to you to swim to safety and to get better. So when you're ready to do that, that's when your life will change. So I did, I got better. I kept thinking about that peace that Christian had offered me that night and how loved and safe I felt. And I realized that's the kind of person I wanted to be, that's the kind of friend I wanted to be. So I started reconnecting with my friends, reconnected with my beautiful children and their mother. And we reunited at that point as close friends and co-parents. It was a really beautiful time when I started getting my act together. My friend Christian, 
He loved lyrics from 80s bands. He loved talking heads, and he loved the cars, and he loved the cure. And there's this one cure song called Come Down, and one of the lyrics is, if only I could fill my heart with love. So that resonated with me, and I got better. That took a lot of time, but I realized that baby steps were gonna be involved. And the first baby step for me to start on this new path of opening my heart was, I was with my friend Amir one night, and we were driving back. He dropped me off in Northeast Portland, and we had been drinking and reminiscing, and uh, I said, I really wanna go to that pizza place. I wanna stop by there. He's like, well, I have to work. You can grab pizza or whatever. I just, I just want to go there. I just want to experience it and be in that space. But that beautiful moment in my life happened. So we go, I go inside, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be cool if that kid was here. And mind you, I'd had a few drinks with me at this point. <laughs> I was feeling really, really honest. So I look for him, and I see him. He's behind the counter. And I walk up to him with the confidence of like 100 men. I'm like, hey, do you, do you remember me? <laughs> He's like, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, a few months ago, I was here with a good friend of mine, and it was chaotic in here. There were kids everywhere. And uh, you could tell that, I guess we were uncomfortable, but you offered the back patio, it wasn't even open yet. And you dusted off the umbrella and gave, me some, gave us some chairs to sit on. And that was a really cool moment. You kicked ass, and he smiles, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like, well, my friend that I was with that night, he, he passed away suddenly, 29 years old, gone. And that moment that you offered was very special because we had some serious shit to talk about that night. So thank you so much, because you never know when you could change someone's life just by thinking outside the box. And that smile he had went to a sad kind of frown. It looked like he was about to cry. And there's this like weird, quiet moment between us. And he looks at me. He's like, so, uh, do you want some pizza? 